If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today we have a graduate of Newborn Mothers Collective, Sammy, who is here to share her personal story uh, about becoming a doula. And Sammy, you have a really interesting background because you've been uh, involved in science and medicine, but you're also the founding director of the LGBTQ Domestic and Family Violence Awareness Foundation. Uh, so I'm just wondering, you know, where did you start and, and how did you end up from there deciding to be a doula? Huge question. Um, Julia, it's so amazing to have the opportunity to talk to you, talk about my world, my work world, my personal world. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So thank you um, for having me on. I think for me, um, as as a newborn mother myself, I've got um, an, 11, an 11 month old Baba. Um, I think if you ask anyone in my life, it would have been uh, a really clear uh, that pregnancy postpartum was going to change me profoundly. And I knew that was going to happen on a personal level. And it was the professional level where I was, yeah, just really taken aback by how clear the messaging was in my internal world and the external world that um, that I was being called something something really profound and something that hopefully was going to change my life for the better and also change the lives of uh, you know, working people and mums and parents um, in Brisbane and beyond. Um, so maybe I'll start with a bit of on my background and kind of explain how that took me into um, your course and all things doula. I have a wildly varied um, professional history kind of covering music, production, TV, festivals, um, and kind of found found myself in public health, specifically in bloodborne viruses, so HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and sexual health. And I kind of came came to public health with a fascination for relationships and intimate relationships. And uh, kind of the more I learned about um, our bodies and and all the kind of incredible, wonderful and mysterious things that um, that that our bodies are capable of, I just had my interest so piqued by by sexual health and 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 bloodborne viruses, and I really reveled in the opportunity to learn about things at that macro level. So kind of you know have understanding of whole communities, whole populations at that at that kind of you know large population level and um thrived thrived in my career and 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 still am I've got about a fortnight left before I go back to my um to my regular regular job after my parental leave um and I'm excited to get back into all things data and big picture and policy and advocacy um but there was just a little itch a little itch that started in me probably probably about four or five months into my postpartum journey where I just felt pulling this kind of like the divine feminine part of me that was just the, the voice in my head was getting quite strong and saying, hey, there's there's something else out here for you. 
sit with that feeling and see and see what it turns into. Um, and as I said earlier, I knew I knew the profound kind of personal shift that would happen um, thanks to you know matrescence and all the beautiful gifts um, and challenges of um, of early postpartum. But it was the professional edge that I hadn't I hadn't been expecting. Um, and it all kind of flowed, really. Finding finding your course, finding my feet, and setting up my own business. Um, it's really it's flowed out of me so naturally and so beautifully. Um, and I'm just so grateful for people like you and your course and the incredible online world of jewelers that I've been able to connect with, um, who have welcomed me, even with my, you know, big, boring scientific background. I felt really supported and nurtured by this community, which is what you need, I guess, to go out and support and nurture. Um, other mamas and birthing people. Yeah, I think so. And you know, when you explain it like that, I, I realize it's not such a stretch because if you've worked mm. in public health and things like HIV, I think you'd have a fairly good awareness of issues like shame and isolation and, you know, having two kind of hyper individual responses to actually broader social mm. systemic issues. Um, and motherhood's not all that different absolutely I think it's it's being able to kind of zoom in and out and have have the big picture have the evidence base have have the data have that population level understanding and be able to kind of come in on that macro level and understand people the person sitting in front of you and what they need and be able to kind of translate and navigate those two two realms um, at once and yeah, I think I've seen I've seen big picture differences through my work. I've seen those, you know, big policy changes, big pieces of advocacy that have paid off. And what I can't wait for, like deep in my heart, what I can't wait for is to see, um, yeah, to see that change that I'm able to provide on that, you know, beautiful micro level of you know, a family, a family system. Mm, yeah, yeah. So the shift is to in that more nurturing yeah. role, and um, yeah, it is that is quite a big change to I guess how well I'm not going to say that to a different way of that being rewarding for you as a yeah, career yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah and so you joined the collective and you've studied I know that you're just kind of working behind the scenes and, and getting all your bits and pieces set up to launch so tell me what you think your business um is is going to look like Beautiful. Thank you for asking. Um, so my business is called The Hold um, and it will be um, a range of online um, and in-home uh, offerings um, for mums, women, families, birthing people um, who are just looking for that extra bit of TLC and support. I support all family dynamics, all people, um, single parents, multiple parents, um, uh, parents who've experienced domestic and family violence, given my um, my other hat, <laughs> what I wear, which you mentioned earlier, uh, working as one of the founding directors of the LGBTQ Domestic and Family Violence Awareness Foundation. And the aim is, I guess, just to kind of take all that big picture learning and research and data and evidence that I'm aware of and work out how I can translate that to the personal personal experience. Um, I think for for me, being able to offer my services in home, so 
being there for mama with you know a warm plate of food and being able to kind of share resource and 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 have conversations and support um uh, but also be able to offer that in an online capacity i think the last few years you know it's really shown just how much of a need there is for connection and care and continuity of of connection and that doesn't need to be in um you know strictly a face-to-face um, environment so a really big part of my offerings will be um making sure that folks no matter where they're from uh, will be able to access my services and I'm based in Brisbane I'm a beautiful terrible country in Brisbane's northwest um, in Queensland I'm curious as well what kind of support and experience you had during your own um, transition and Mm. how that's impacted your decision to step into this professionally. Yeah, such a great question. I've um, obviously been doing a lot of writing at the moment while I'm setting up all my packages and websites and Instagram um, and it's been a really interesting um, point of reflection and one that I'm so grateful um, for uh, your course as well for allowing the space for um, the students to kind of sit back and reflect on their own postpartum experience if if they've given birth. And I think for me, my my biggest learning was thinking that just because I had all the information that I was set. If I could just, if I did all the research, if I had all my evidence, if I had all the books, all the podcasts, all the documentaries, that it would be the information that would be the thing that would take care of me and whilst numbers and letters <clears throat> are fabulous numbers and letters aren't gonna you know give you a big hug and help you when you've got mastitis and COVID and feeling lonely and isolated so it was a really big learning and a learning that I think um uh, really impacted me personally but also professionally as well thinking about that big macro level that I've existed on where you know I can I can, I can pull data on population so easily but For me, I had all that information and it didn't translate to that loving, nurturing, supportive um, postpartum experience that I certainly deserved. Um, And, yeah, I think knowing knowing things is fabulous, but uh, knowing when to say I need help and I'm worthy of help and I deserve help and I'm worthy of the investment that that you know sometimes needs to happen to be able to access that community uh, was definitely my biggest lesson and probably you know another big part of the picture as to why I wanted to yeah get in there with my own two hands and make a difference for mamas and birthing people. Yeah it's interesting I, I had the exact same experience with my first baby because I'd already studied to be a postpartum doula I'd already had a few clients, you know, I'd already read all the books and and I, I had the same thought. I was like, well, I know everything. I, I know the recipes. I'll just cook them for myself, you know, and really absolutely what was missing for me was the, the idea that actually you can't do it for yourself. You can't mm. delete yourself. You have to ask for help. You have to reach out. Um, and, you know, and I've talked for many, many years about community care as opposed mm. to self-care and I just think that's absolutely essential and and missing in our culture oh absolutely it's part of I think we're not tricked but I think it's really easy to feel like everything in pregnancy and birth and postpartum is is a problem to be solved and if you just have the right information or the right equipment the right gear that it's going to be fine and yeah that big lesson for me is like what is and still and um and and definitely still is that 
you need you need people mm. <laughs> you need you need people who have that feminine energy to to wrap you up and see you hold you hold space for you and just kind of yeah normalize the experience and I was so grateful for the friends um that I have um uh all around the world who I was able to connect with um online because that really really helped kind of having other mums to check in with because uh, I'm relatively new to my city so I don't have family um or other kind of you know, new families or pregnant bound folks here to connect with it was definitely that online connection with with other mums um yeah that really got me through those dark nights of the soul Are you loving this podcast? Check out our books at newbornmothers.com. Nourishing Newborn Mothers is a recipe book designed to nourish your mind, body and soul after childbirth. And my second book, Newborn Mothers, was a bestseller. I know, I can't believe it either. It's about baby brain, village building and how to find happiness in 21st century parenting. You can get the first chapter free of both books at newbornmothers.com slash books. Yeah. And and do you think that because you had quite an academic, medical, educated Mm. background, do you reckon that makes that harder? Like you have that idea that like, oh, if I just know it, you know, I can just learn all the things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, uh, It's a big part of my kind of inner work at the moment as I'm stepping into this role as, as, as a postpartum doula is learning how to step back from problem solving and learning how to just be. Mm. be with an emotion be be with a room be with a a woman a mama and just just be and to not kind of have my mind um, naturally go into oh great I know exactly how we could solve Mm. that I've got some data for you I'll send resources I've had a few initial um, chats um, with some mums already and it's been really beneficial to have done that inner work and, and still be doing that inner work as because when I see my mind go there I'm just like take a breath Sammy you're not problem solving <laughs> here that's exactly what you're not doing actually you're yeah you don't need this, this is not a riddle to be solved just stay present keep eye contact listen and just help help regulate it's um yeah an incredible incredible blessing and gift yeah, it's interesting because my husband always laughs his head off when I tell him that I teach people about listening and being mm. non-judgmental and mm. you know not not jumping into solutions and all of that kind of stuff because that's not naturally actually who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you teach people about listening, like you should get better at listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think your partner might be talking to my partner because we have the exact same conversations over here at my house. <laughs> yeah, and I think maybe the thing is if you have to learn that then um sometimes you can get really good at it so yeah, yeah. you know you don't have to be naturally good to be a doula you know mm. at any specific skill I think a lot of those things you can actually learn mm-hmm. and yeah again the the real blessing of um of the time I spent in in your course and with the other students is just just hearing hearing how other people are doing this inner work so that they're ready to go out there in the world and kind of yeah and 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 do the outer work as well yeah I love mm. it and it feels very uh I, I would say even intergenerationally healing you know oh, that absolutely. we're um, doing this 
Yeah. Oh, actually, that um, that 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 reminds me. Just before we um, uh, we started chatting, um, I'd sent my mum um a whole bunch of uh, promo photos that I got, just got taken for my website, um, and for my Instagram. And she said she got incredibly teary, obviously, you know, full of pride and all those beautiful feelings um for me. But she didn't realize, even though she's been such a huge part of my journey, um, uh, to become. Um, to become a postpartum doula, she was really taken aback when she saw me in that nurturing role, kind of sitting sitting with the mama, listening, you know, doing all the fab things that postpartum doulas do. It was the first time that she'd had that big feeling of, oh, gosh, I really missed out in my own postpartum experience as well. I didn't get that. And seeing it visually, seeing, you know, the child that I had out there taking care of people, um yeah it's challenging and hard but also I think um really healing for her to have the space to have those conversations about yeah what she missed out on what I missed out on and you know what potentially my children will miss out on but also what's there to be gained and the lessons that we can learn and how we can yeah sew together our experiences and create something better for the generation ahead yeah and and hopefully our children won't all miss out on yeah, <laughs> what we missed yeah, out on yeah. but I think that's such a common story isn't it one of the things that drew me to postpartum work was my own mum always um telling me about when I was born and she was a natural mother she loved mm. having children and she's a very nurturing person was very happy to give up her career and all of that but what she struggled with so much was not having family. So her mm. and my dad, they immigrated to Australia just a few years before I was born. She didn't have really much community and no family at all. Uh, and then she had a, a an emergency cesarean and oh, dad wow. couldn't, w- couldn't even get time off work. Men didn't get time off work back then, you know, so mm. she was just literally all alone. So she always said to me, when you have your babies, you come home and, you know, let me help you out because it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal and, and you don't want to be alone for that. Um, and so I think it is really like a, it, it's really a brave and wise thing when I think women can feel what they missed out on and then mm. support other people to have a different experience. Cause that's not always the case. Some people are more like, well, I was fine and you should just toughen up, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's a choice sometimes, sometimes it's, it's not a choice and it's the privilege of having access to resources to to be able to do that inner work to kind of do the healing but also yeah I guess having the space and time um to figure out once that healing is done what comes next and I'm such an action driven person I, I honestly I can't even remember how I stumbled upon your course I wish I had some really beautiful origin story but I well, found prob- it and it was we just probably like yeah. targeted you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah, well, it worked. <laughs> um and it was just it was just a big full body yes to this is this is how I go through my own postpartum, my own experience. I'm still, you know, I'm only eleven months postpartum myself. I'm still I'm still there. I'm still in that work. Um and to to have, yeah, the end of my year, um, year since giving birth kind of come this beautiful point of celebration and understanding and healing and be ready to go out there and take care of um yeah other mums is a a very yeah a very blessed and um fortuitous place to be in my own journey 
I'm curious, before you stumbled across newborn mothers, did you know what a doula was? Were you already thinking you about that? You bet I did. I had, yeah, I'd done, I'd done all the work. I knew all the local people um, up here. I missed out on my birth doula by just a couple of days. Um, she was um, uh, she was booked out and I hadn't, I didn't find another birth doula um, that I had totally connected with. And um, a story which I'm sure is a similar story um, for, for other folks out there is that I I didn't advocate strongly enough for myself when it came to the investment that was required for a postpartum doula because there were there, there's some great women up here doing doing this work and you know the conversation I had with my partner I I kind of yeah I didn't I didn't have didn't have the guts and the resolve to be like no this is a non-negotiable and of course now that we talk about it you know there's so much love and healing and understanding for you know for why we made the decision that we did at the time and also lots of reflection being like aha I see I see where we you know took took a wrong turn and I see how great we did as a team but how loving and supportive and um and complete I think our postpartum experience would have been if we had that amazing third party come in and just Mm. yeah and give us a hand isn't that interesting that you are an advocate and activist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great for other people, often not so, you know, so hard not to do so for great yourself. for myself. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If it had been your partner having the baby, you maybe would have. <laughs> it would have been a non-negotiable. But, yeah, it's um, yes, definitely part of my, my own healing story as well as being able to, you know, make change for myself um, as well as change for um, communities. Yeah, yeah. So mm. let's talk about that. What's what's next? Like if you put yourself like 10, 20 years in the future, what do you feel like you'd like your contribution to be? Oh, I love that question, Julia. Thank you. I think I I am finding that really beautiful niche kind of surfing back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, with all of my training, all of my experience. Um I'll call it unique, but I don't I, I think there's definitely um folks who have a, a similar skill set. Is being able to see and operate on that macro, global, national, whatever it looks like level, and and be able to integrate it and provide care at the micro level. And so, where I see this going um, in an ideal dream world, I I want to be in homes with families, with women, with mothers, with birthing people. Um, holding space, holding hands, rubbing shoulders, cooking food, taking care of babies, baby wearing, all that beautiful, warm, loving, feminine, needed uh, work and using the time that I'm not in home with mothers, putting all of my years of policy and advocacy and awareness raising and project management and education development and curriculum development um, to very good use and making big noise and big change for the experience um, of mums and birthing people um, in in Australia because, yeah, I've got the skills, I've got the resources, and it's just continuing to hear stories and uh, figure out what needs to be changed and how I can be part of that change. Change makes me happy. Love change. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I love hearing that you want to do both as well Mm. because I think a lot of people feel like they have to choose that, you know, like, you know, if I'm working in home, then I can't do 
other stuff too, but one or both. I love that. Exactly, exactly. Bridge the gap and, yeah, standing on the shoulders of all the incredible women and leaders who've been doing this work for decades and, you know, the millennia of experience of of nourishing and tending to and caring for for the newborn mother. And I just see, I just see that little niche sitting there for me to, yeah, to do the work that nourishes my soul um, and also, yeah, see big picture change and go out there and get it. Which is just another way of nourishing and, and tending and caring yeah, for. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. What a beautiful conversation. It's been so great to chat with you. Do you want to share a little bit about where people can find you online? Absolutely. So by the time this podcast comes out, you'll be able to find me at The Hold Doolico, theholddoolico.com and The Hold Doolico on Instagram. Fantastic. We'll make sure those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for chatting, Sammy, and You're we'll see you Julia. next time. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high-quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.